bang, 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 bang. The pounding at my door triggers the pounding in my heart. I was sound asleep, and so was Zelda, who was snuggled up in my armpit, snoring away. Now I'm awake, and Zelda's barking. She darts to the door, always the first to sense when something's amiss. I look to my left to nudge J.R. awake. Lord knows he wouldn't hear an Aerosmith concert if Steven Tyler was belting out a tune in bed with us. But he's not there anyway. He must have fallen asleep on the couch again. So I tried to rev up my voice to carry into the other room. J-J-J-R? My raspy attempt is a waste. He isn't home. I wonder, is that him on the other side of the door? Did he forget his keys again? It feels like he's spending every night at the bar these days. I roll my eyes as I spring off the end of our California king-size bed and squint at the red lights on the cable box across the room. It's 2.37 in the morning. I'm gonna kill him. I have to be up for work in less than an hour. Bang, 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 bang. Police. Ma'am, open up. Okay, definitely not, JR. It's the NYPD. We have something that belongs to you. Me? What's going on here? The diamond on my ring finger catches the light from my phone as I unplug it from the charger, and I think, they must have the wrong house. There's no reason for the police to be at our door in the middle of the night. I throw on JR's old UCLA hoodie that's sitting on the end of the bed and head for the door. Bang, 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 bang. I'm coming. I'm coming. I look at Zelda, but all she's doing is looking back at me, waiting for me to open the door. No help. Between her barking, their knocking, and the noise of garbage trucks and late-night bar hoppers, it sounds like a fourth-grade band practice where all the kids just got their instruments yesterday. I rub the bottom of his sweatshirt across the dry corners of my mouth then the crust in my eyes, and finally the sweaty hair matted to my forehead. There, I look a little more alive now. But my just-awoken arms are still weak as I try to hold Zelda's collar and unlock the deadbolt at the same time. Maybe it is J.R., I think, shaking my head, playing a trick on me or something. But I have to be up for work soon. He better hope there are no pileups on the George Washington Bridge today. Okay, okay, I'm here. I, oh. I open the door, and it's exactly who he said, the NYPD. He's tall, but looks a lot like my gym teacher from elementary school, a washed-up athlete who traded in power bars for donuts and is now stuffed into his uniform. I grip Zelda a little tighter, ordering her inside. What she knew from that first bang on the door, I now know too. Something is amiss. What seems to be the prop? I stop as I see someone shuffle in the background. My sleepy eyes begin adjusting to the artificial light beaming in from the hall, and I realize that in his New York City cop hand is the shoulder of my fiance. JR, what, what, what's going on? I finally squeak out. Neither of them address me or even look me in the eye. They just walk right in. Leave everything but your ID, the cop says to JR as I hold the door to the apartment open for them.
J.R. looks at me blankly and follows the officer's instructions. Baby, I... What's going on? I'm tripping over my words and... Ouch! The stool's next to the kitchen counter, too. J.R. seems annoyed, like either the police officer or I had done something to inconvenience him. And he knows he has to pacify us both. He walks over to the counter and sort of hops in place to get his shackled hands into his back pocket. He manages to pull out his cell phone and wallet and toss them on the counter. Gee, can you get my ID for me? It's in my wallet. Robotically, I walk back toward the counter, this time more aware of that stool, and open his wallet, extracting the ID from its plastic shield. Eyes, blue. Hair, brown. Height, 6'3".